Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Highway 555. My name is Raquel. Oof, we have been having such a hot summer. Oh my goodness. But I love it. I love it. I love the seasons. I love that the Pacific Northwest has seasons. <laughs> um, but especially during summer, I really love that the mornings and the evenings are cool, you know, but then like it gets warmer, you know, and then it hits like the peak heat time in the afternoon and then it starts to cool down in the evening and oh my gosh, it's so refreshing. That's something that I remember missing so much when I lived in Texas because ugh, Texas weather, especially during the summer, is literally so nasty. Like it's just so hot and sticky and like you don't want to be outside for longer than two minutes and you have to have your AC on all the time and it's just hot like all fucking day. And I remember when I first moved down there, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, it's hot during the day, but you know, this evening I'll open the windows, get a breeze going. Nope. It stayed hot all night long, all morning, just a steady 90 plus degree weather. (laughs) It was miserable. And when I moved back to Oregon, Oh my gosh, I remember literally tearing up <laughs> on the first summer evening when it cooled down after being warm all day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've missed this so much. So, yeah, here we are, end of July. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's the end of July already. But um, yeah, end of July, today was the hottest, I think it was 89. And then now it's like, what, it's 10 o'clock at night right now and it's a cool 70 degrees and my windows are open. I don't know if you can hear the frogs outside, but anyway, it's just a lovely summer evening or night, I guess, technically. Anyway, my weekly highlight is, drum roll, that my business website for Awaken Alma has officially launched today. That's why this episode is releasing so late this week, you guys. I was literally scrambling to finish my website today. And I'm still adding stuff to the shop specifically, little by little, you know. Um, But for now, the overall website is live. And if you want to check it out, it's www.awakenalma.co. I'm really, really excited about it, and I'm really proud, too. Like, I saved myself, like, $500 designing this thing on my own, you know, instead of hiring somebody, and I've never designed a website before, so it turned out better than I was expecting, but I'm kind of a perfectionist, too, and I've been working on it pretty diligently for the last couple weeks, but yeah, anyway, it got to a point where... I don't know. I mean, I I wanted to get like more products up, like more of my crystals and then my roll-ons and more details about my card readings and all that. Like I wanted to make sure that like everything was up, but I know that's going to take time. So today I was just like, I'm just going to get the basics up and then I can add more to it little by little, you know? So I mean, I kind of pride myself on that. I have met some homeschoolers that are, like, really fucking weird, and I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? But, yeah. Try not to be too judgmental. Everybody has their own 
you know, their own lifestyles, their own families. Thankfully, I I really enjoyed my homeschooling experience. So my parents decided pretty early on that they wanted to homeschool their children. I'm the second oldest, and I have an older brother who's a year and a half older than me. So the two of us were the first test subjects. <laughs> And my mom decided, well, she decided to make it easy on her and just stick both of us in the same grade. And I mean, I like to say it was because I was also really smart for my age, you know. I started talking in full sentences by the time I was two. And I was quite the little conversationalist. I was having conversations with adults when I was like five. Reading books, too. I love to read. I pretty much taught myself to read before any like before I like started school before anyone actually like sat down and like showed me how to read but um yeah so I started first grade a couple years ahead of other kids my age and I mean okay so when it comes to the actual structure of homeschooling let's start there I think I think every family is really unique And I think that's one of the beauties of homeschooling because you get to cater to your child's needs, their pace of learning, and everything is really hands-on, right? Not to mention you make your own school day hours and get to do homework in your pajamas or outside or in the car. (laughs) For me and my brother's early grade school years, our mom bought textbooks from a company, just the usual topics, you know, English social studies, math, science, and then a friend of our mom's had her own spelling curriculum. So we had our spelling, reading, and writing textbooks through that. So first through seventh or eighth grade, I would say, our mom was very hands-on with our schoolwork. A typical day would be, you know, waking up, eating breakfast, doing chores. I lived on a farm, so anything agricultural or any like animal subjects was literally everyday life Um, and then we you know sit down at the big dining room table with our textbooks and notebooks and pencils and we do one or sometimes even two lessons per subject a day and our mom would look over our work mark any corrections grade our papers sometimes you know do little pop quizzes and Even, I mean, she honestly even made us do, like, whole lessons over again if we didn't do it well or according to, like, her standard. (laughs) So, yeah, like I said, very hands-on for those first few years. Once we hit high school, though, we were a lot more independent. She would either have us grade each other's work or we would be allowed to use the teacher's manual to grade ourselves. And then she'd, like, look it over afterwards. We had a really good system down, honestly. And, I mean, sometimes looking back now, part of me wishes that I did have more of a classroom setting because I feel like I would have been less distracted and more focused on one subject at a time because, for example, I remember sometimes I would either get frustrated with a problem, usually something mathematical, (laughs) and I would just put that subject down and grab something else to work on. But at the same time, having just my brother in my grade also made things a little easier because I could just bug him about problems and make him help me. 
a question I do get asked a lot is if I ever had any friends <laughs> because homeschooling sounds so isolated, I guess, but the answer is definitely yes. The homeschooling community has a lot of resources for kids to be able to like hang out with each other and, and make friends, you know? I even know of some public schools actually that offer free classes to homeschooling children. You really just have to be diligent about community and figuring out what works for you. During middle school years, my brother and I went to a homeschooling co-op. It was like eight to four, I think, every Wednesday, so every week. And there were classes, you know, we had to sign up for extracurricular things like cooking or Spanish or debate and PE and stuff like that. And we met a lot of kids our age that way. And they were all homeschooled too. So we already had something in common with them, you know? And then, let's see, when we were in high school, we attended an art school that was made up of mostly homeschooled kids, but they also offered college credits through the classes. So there were some students there who weren't necessarily homeschooled or they were, I don't know, they took like some private class, private school classes, but the majority of their schooling was at home or whatever. Anyway. Um, and again, yeah, extracurricular classes, but these were specifically art related. So painting, watercolor, portrait drawing, creative writing, and whatnot. And then at the end of every semester, they would host a review night where the students got to showcase their work and there were like awards handed out and all that. It was a lot of fun. Some of us even got to teach classes there after graduating. It was it was a really great environment and really well-educated teachers from all different backgrounds played huge roles in the overseeing of each class and student. It was really great. I mean, I have really fond memories of that. Also, a lot of times homeschooling communities will put on some sort of prom or graduation night. My brother and I went to a few, actually. We didn't have dates to them, per se, but there would be, like, a theme for the evening and food and dancing. Looking back now, they were probably pretty corny, but I remember having fun at them, you know? Oh, and we also did state testing every year or every two years. I don't remember the state law about that, but there are designated places throughout the state that hold the, like, official state testing for homeschoolers. And they're really strict about it, too, especially especially for homeschoolers. Like, we had to score in a certain, like, percentage and then get graded by state officials in order to basically prove that we were actually learning and progressing in homeschool. It was kind of nerve-wracking, <laughs> but we always passed. I mean, it was just... I think it was mostly nerves from not really being in a school setting like that, like a public school setting. But, I mean, we were smart AF, you know? So, we passed and were, like, approved to move on to the next grade or whatever. And then for actually graduating, my brother and I received diplomas. I know some homeschoolers just get their GED, 
but my mom wanted to have like a whole graduation party thing and presented me and my brother with a diploma signed by her and our dad. Our dad wasn't really as hands-on as our mom, like with the home, with the whole like schooling part of things. He worked full time and our mom was the homemaker, but he liked to say that he helped with homeschooling by working obviously and being able to like pay for all the road trips that we took and the geographical parts of learning. Like one year, I remember we did a a big family trip to Yellowstone National Park and I remember my mom quizzing us on the animals that we saw and the locations we stayed in and stuff like that. Oh, and speaking of animals, so we lived on a farm. I mentioned that earlier. Um, And we had a lot of firsthand experience with animal biology, right? So we had cows, sheep, goats, chickens, literally every farm animal you can think of. And we saw a bunch of baby animals being born. We butchered our own meat. We did all the processing for it. We had a big garden too. So that was our agricultural learning. I I mean, I honestly loved it. I, I just feel like, I don't know. It didn't feel like any sort of forced learning, if that makes sense. It was just life. It was just a natural way of learning things. And every day was something new. Like, yeah, we had our textbooks and we used them and stuff. And they were a good guideline, especially for like basic shit, like two plus two type of stuff, you know, or learning, you know, how to spell and write. But I already love to read. So letters and words came really easy to me. And I, I challenged myself on reading things on my own. Like I didn't, my mom didn't have to be like, okay, like I want you to read this in this book because it has like you know, it's like old English or like this has like bigger words in it or whatever. Like I was at the library all the time. The librarian there knew (laughs) like what books I hadn't read yet, you know, like she was always suggesting which new book for me to pick up. And I don't know. I, I, I just always, that was just something I naturally loved doing and, oh, and music too. I, I took piano and violin lessons for a few years. I was trained classically, so I learned to read music. And then I taught myself to play by ear too. So I really do enjoy picking up instruments and just kind of like figuring it out on my own. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun for me. And I never felt like oh, this is what you need to learn, you know, in order to be a smart adult. Like, it was just, oh, hey, today I'm going to play outside with the animals or in the forest next to our house. And I learned how to milk a cow and milk a goat. And I did rodeo. I had a horse for a couple years and I did rodeo. That was really fun. I learned how to tell the difference between a clover leaf and a nettle. And I memorized the state capitals and learned how to sound out words in order to be able to spell them and learned how to cook and watched my mom remodel our house. And, you know, whenever we went on trips, I learned how to read a map. Or when we went camping, I learned basic survival skills. It was just always this learning process, you know, and I loved it. It wasn't, it wasn't structured like, first period English, second period math, you know, it was this constant flow of gleaning and knowledge. And I have been asked if I plan to homeschool my future children. 
And the answer is definitely yes for a lot of different reasons. But my main two, I think, would be, well, number one, with the way the economy and the government is going, I want to be able to monitor what my children are taught and who is teaching them. And secondly, in a classroom of, you know, 20, 30 plus kids, my child will never get the attention and love that they deserve from a teacher the way that they would get it from me. And and this is absolutely with all due respect to teachers and people in our educational system. I mean, my sister-in-law is a teacher. Like, you guys all deserve to be paid like 10 times more than what you get. I mean, I can't imagine having to teach a classroom of like 12-year-olds. Okay? I would just go insane. I worked at a boys and girls club for a while and that was I mean, that was more like babysitting and just kind of like watching over them. And that was still chaos. Like, I can't imagine trying to teach them. I remember helping them with like homework and stuff. But that was still chaotic. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I can't imagine just like being in front of a classroom with a bunch of kids at their desks or whatever and trying to like teach them. I think that's just like mad props to you guys. But I mean, with that in mind, too, I'm just like thinking of how overwhelmed a teacher would be in that setting. Like, I know they can't just have that like one on one time with each student that I would want my kids to have, you know? And that's why I just, that's why I say that because I'm like, I know, well, I don't know firsthand, but like, I can't imagine what a teacher is feeling when they're trying to teach a classroom of kids as opposed to me being able to just sit down one-on-one with my own child and be able to teach them myself. So anyway, I do, I do plan on implementing some different types of classes and techniques in my version of homeschooling. That is something that I, I've told a lot of people like, yeah, I, I plan on homeschooling my kids, but I mean, the world is different than when I was being homeschooled. And there are a lot more resources, I think, for homeschooling families, but then also just the way society is now and like what we have available to us and what is considered, I guess, like a priority to learn. But yeah, so I I definitely do plan on homeschooling my kids. But anyway... That's my little spiel about learning stuff at home. I know everyone's homeschooling story is unique, and I I really do love hearing about the structure of other homeschooling families. I feel like we all have things that we can learn from each other when it comes to how we homeschool. So yeah, feel free to tell me about your experience if you were homeschooled, or, you know, pros and cons that you feel you've noticed and stuff and maybe how you plan on homeschooling or if you plan on homeschooling share away uh, my social media links and email address for highway triple five are in the caption you know the you know the drill but i hope you all have a wonderful weekend and i will talk to you next time <music>